Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright the Lachman Foundation. Welcome to day four of week nine of the daily Bible reading. Today we're reading Numbers chapters three through five and Hebrews chapter 12. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we're grateful that you've given us this time to read your word. We pray that as we read it, we would come to a good understanding. We ask, Father, that you would help us to always persevere through anything that comes, that we would always look to Jesus as the one who is our example. We ask, Father, that you would help us to have a greater appreciation for what we have today that is even so much better than what the Israelites had, which was incredible also. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin the reading in Numbers chapter 3. Now these are the records of the generations of Aaron and Moses at the time when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These then are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, and Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests whom he ordained to serve as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord, when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eliezer and Ithamar served as priests in the lifetime of their father Aaron. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him. They shall perform the duties for him and for the whole congregation before the tent of meeting, to do the service of the tabernacle. They shall also keep all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, along with the duties of the sons of Israel, to do the service of the tabernacle. You shall thus give the Levites to Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given to him from among the sons of Israel. So you shall appoint Aaron and his sons that they may keep their priesthood, but the layman who comes near shall be put to death. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, now behold, I have taken the Levites from among the sons of Israel instead of every firstborn, the first issue of the womb among the sons of Israel. So the Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified to myself all the firstborn in Israel from man to beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Number the sons of Levi by their father's households, by their families. Every male from a month old and upward you shall number. So Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord, just as he had been commanded. These then are the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shemai, and the sons of Kohath by their families, Amram and Izhar, Hebron and Uzziel and the sons of Merari by their families, Mali and Mushi. These are the families of the Levites according to their fathers' households. Of Gershon was the family of the Libnites, and the family of the Shemites. These were the families of the Gershonites. Their numbered men in the numbering of every male from a month old and upward, even their numbered men were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle westward, and the leader of the father's households of the Gershonites was Eliasaph, the son of Lael. Now the duties of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting involved the tabernacle and the tent, its covering, and the screen for the doorway of the tent of meeting, and the hangings of the court, and the screen for the doorway of the court, which is around the tabernacle and the altar, 
and its cords, according to all the service concerning them. Of Kohath was the family of the Amramites, and the family of the Isharites, and the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzziolites. These were the names of the Kohathites. In the numbering of every male, from a month old and upward, there were 8,600 performing the duties of the sanctuary. The families of the sons of Kohath were to camp on the southward side of the tabernacle, and the leader of the father's households of the Kohathite families was Elizaphan, the son of Uzziel. Now their duties involved the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, and the utensils of the sanctuary with which they minister, and the screen and all the service concerning them. And Eliezer the son of Aaron the priest was the chief of the leaders of Levi, and had the oversight of those who performed the duties of the sanctuary. Of Merari was the family of the Malites, and the family of the Mushites. These were the families of Merari. Their numbered men in the numbering of every male from a month old and upward were six thousand two hundred. The leader of the father's households of the families of Merari was Zeriel the son of Abihail. They were to camp on the northward side of the tabernacle. Now the appointed duties of the sons of Merari involved the frames of the tabernacle, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, all its equipment, and the service concerning them, and the pillars around the court with their sockets and their pegs and their cords. Now those who were to camp before the tabernacle eastward, before the tent of meeting toward the sunrise, are Moses and Aaron, and his sons, performing the duties of the sanctuary for the obligation of the sons of Israel. But the layman coming near was to be put to death. All the numbered men of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered at the command of the Lord by their families, every male from a month old and upward, were twenty-two thousand. Then the Lord said to Moses, Number every firstborn male of the sons of Israel from a month old and upward, and make a list of their names. You shall take the Levites for me, I am the Lord, instead of all the firstborn among the sons of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the cattle of the sons of Israel. So Moses numbered all the firstborn among the sons of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded him, and all the firstborn males by the number of names from a month old and upward, for their numbered men were 22,273. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the sons of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites. And the Levites shall be mine, I am the Lord. For the ransom of the 273 of the firstborn of the sons of Israel, who are in excess beyond the Levites, you shall take five shekels apiece per head. You shall take them in terms of the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel is twenty giras, and give the money, the ransom of those who are in excess among them, to Aaron and to his sons. So Moses took the ransom money from those who were in excess beyond those ransomed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the sons of Israel he took the money in terms of the shekel of the sanctuary, 1,365. Then Moses gave the ransom money to Aaron and to his sons at the command of the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Chapter 4 Then the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Take a census of the descendants of Kohath from among the sons of Levi, by their families, by their father's households, from thirty years old and upward, even to fifty years old, all who enter the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the work of the descendants of Kohath in the tent of meeting concerning the most holy things. 
When the camp sets out, Aaron and his sons shall go in, and they shall take down the veil of the screen, and cover the ark of the testimony with it. And they shall lay a covering of porpoise skin on it, and they shall spread over it a cloth of pure blue, and shall insert its poles. Over the table of the bread of the presence they shall also spread a cloth of blue, and put on it the dishes, and the pans, and the sacrificial bowls, and the jars for the drink offering, and the continual bread shall be on it. They shall spread over them a cloth of scarlet material, and cover the same with a covering of porpoise skin, and they shall insert its poles. Then they shall take a blue cloth, and cover the lampstand for the light, along with its lamps, and its snuffers, and its trays, and all its oil vessels, by which they serve it. And they shall put it, and all its utensils, in a covering of porpoise skin, and shall put it on the carrying bars. Over the golden altar they shall spread a blue cloth, and cover it with a covering of porpoise skin, and shall insert its poles. And they shall take all the utensils of service, with which they serve in the sanctuary, and put them in a blue cloth, and cover them with a covering of porpoise skin, and put them on the carrying bars. Then they shall take away the ashes from the altar, and spread a purple cloth over it. They shall also put on it all its utensils by which they serve in connection with it, the firepans, the forks, the shovels, and the basins, all the utensils of the altar, and they shall spread a cover of porpoise skin over it, and insert its poles. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the holy objects and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, when the camp is to set out, after that the sons of Kohath shall come to carry them, so that they will not touch the holy objects and die. These are the things in the tent of meeting which the sons of Kohath are to carry. The responsibility of Eliezer the son of Aaron the priest is the oil for the light, and the fragrant incense, and the continual grain offering, and the anointing oil. The responsibility of all the tabernacle and all that is in it, with the sanctuary and its furnishings. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Do not let the tribe of the families of the Kohathites be cut off from among the Levites. But do this to them, that they may live and not die when they approach the most holy objects. Aaron and his sons shall go in, and assign each of them to his work and to his load. But they shall not go in to see the holy objects, even for a moment, or they will die. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take a census of the sons of Gershon also, by their fathers' households, by their families. From thirty years old and upward to fifty years old you shall number them all who enter to perform the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites, in serving and in carrying. They shall carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the tent of meeting with its covering, and the covering of porpoise skin that is on top of it, and the screen for the doorway of the tent of meeting, and the hangings of the court, and the screen for the doorway of the gate of the court which is around the tabernacle and the altar and their cords and all the equipment for their service, and all that is to be done, they shall perform. All the service of the sons of the Gershonites in all their loads and in all their work shall be performed at the command of Aaron and his sons, and you shall assign to them as a duty all their loads. This is the service of the families of the sons of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting, and their duties shall be under the direction of Ithamar the son of Aaron the priest." As for the sons of Merari, you shall number them by their families, by their fathers' households. From thirty years and upward, even to fifty years old, you shall number them, every one who enters the service to do the work of the tent of meeting. Now this is the duty of their loads, for all their service in the tent of meeting. 
the boards of the tabernacle, and its bars, and its pillars, and its sockets, and the pillars around the court, and their sockets, and their pegs, and their cords, with all their equipment, and with all their service, and you shall assign each man by name the items he is to carry. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari, according to all their service in the tent of meeting, under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. So Moses and Aaron and the leaders of the congregation numbered the sons of the Kohathites by their families and by their father's households, from thirty years and upward, even to fifty years old, everyone who entered the service for work in the tent of meeting. Their numbered men by their families were two thousand seven hundred and fifty. These are the numbered men of the Kohathite families, everyone who was serving in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord through Moses. The numbered men of the sons of Gershon by their families and by their fathers' households, from thirty years old and upward even to fifty years old, everyone who entered the service for work in the tent of meeting. Their numbered men by their families by their fathers' households were two thousand six hundred and thirty. These were the numbered men of the families of the sons of Gershon, everyone who was serving in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord. The numbered men of the families of the sons of Merari by their families, by their fathers' households, from thirty years and upward even to fifty years old, everyone who entered the service for work in the tent of meeting. Their numbered men by their families were three thousand two hundred. These are the numbered men of the families of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the commandment of the Lord through Moses. All the numbered men of the Levites whom Moses and Aaron and the leaders of Israel numbered, by their families and by their fathers' households, from thirty years and upward even to fifty years old, everyone who could enter to do the work of service and the work of carrying in the tent of meeting. Their numbered men were eight thousand five hundred eighty. According to the commandment of the Lord through Moses, they were numbered, everyone by his serving or carrying, Thus these were his numbered men, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Chapter 5 Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the sons of Israel that they send away from the camp every leper, and every one having a discharge, and every one who is unclean because of a dead person. You shall send away both the male and female. You shall send them outside the camp, so that they will not defile their camp while I dwell in their midst. The sons of Israel did so, and sent them outside the camp, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses, thus the sons of Israel did. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, when a man or woman commits any of the sins of mankind, acting unfaithfully against the Lord, and that person is guilty, then he shall confess his sins which he has committed, and he shall make restitution in full for his wrong, and add to it one-fifth of it, and give it to him whom he has wronged. But if the man has no relative to whom restitution may be made for the wrong, the restitution which is made for the wrong must go to the Lord for the priest, besides the ram of atonement by which atonement is made for him. Also every contribution pertaining to all the holy gifts of the sons of Israel, which they offer to the priest, shall be his. So every man's holy gifts shall be his. Whatever any man gives to the priest, it becomes his. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and say to them, If any man's wife goes astray, and is unfaithful to him, and a man has intercourse with her, and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and she is undetected, although she has defiled herself, and there is no witness against her, and she has not been caught in the act, 
If a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife when she has defiled herself, or if a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife when she has not defiled herself, the man shall then bring his wife to the priest, and shall bring as an offering for her one-tenth of an ephah of barley meal. He shall not pour oil on it, nor put frankincense on it, for it is a grain offering of jealousy, a grain offering of memorial, a reminder of iniquity. Then the priest shall bring her near, and have her stand before the Lord. And the priest shall take holy water in an earthen vessel. And he shall take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle, and put it into the water. The priest shall then have the woman stand before the Lord, and let the hair of the woman's head go loose, and place the grain offering of memorial in her hands, which is the grain offering of jealousy. And in the hand of the priest is to be the water of bitterness that brings a curse. The priest shall have her take an oath, and say to the woman, If no man has lain with you, and if you have not gone astray into uncleanness, being under the authority of your husband, be immune to this water of bitterness that brings a curse. If you, however, have gone astray, being under the authority of your husband, and if you have defiled yourself, and a man other than your husband has had intercourse with you, then the priest shall have the woman swear with the oath of the curse, and the priest shall say to the woman, The Lord make you a curse and an oath among your people by the Lord's making your thigh waste away and your abdomen swell. And this water that brings a curse shall go into your stomach and make your abdomen swell and your thigh waste away. And the woman shall say, Amen, Amen. The priest shall then write these curses on a scroll and he shall wash them off into the water of bitterness. Then he shall make the woman drink the water of bitterness that brings a curse, so that the water which brings a curse will go into her and cause bitterness. The priest shall take the grain offering of jealousy from the woman's hand, and he shall wave the grain offering before the Lord and bring it to the altar. The priest shall take a handful of the grain offering as its memorial offering and offer it up in smoke on the altar, and afterward he shall make the woman drink the water. When he has made her drink the water, then it shall come about, if she has defiled herself, and has been unfaithful to her husband, that the water which brings a curse will go into her and cause bitterness, and her abdomen will swell, and her thigh will waste away, and the woman will become a curse among her people. But if the woman has not defiled herself, and is clean, she will then be free, and conceive children." This is the law of jealousy, when a wife, being under the authority of her husband, goes astray and defiles herself, or when a spirit of jealousy comes over a man and he is jealous of his wife, he shall then make the woman stand before the Lord, and the priest shall apply all this law to her. Moreover, the man will be free from guilt, but that woman shall bear her guilt. And now let's read Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God." For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. 
My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him, for those whom the Lord loves he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterward it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble, and make straight paths for your feet, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all men, and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled, that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought for it with tears. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness and gloom and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet, and the sound of words, which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them, for they could not bear the command, If even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly, and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if those did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken, as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude, by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. And that's the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.